calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is a gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Hello and welcome to this episode of Take 15. I'm Lauren Foster, Content Director at CFA Institute. And joining me today is Claire Flynn-Levy. Uh, Claire is the founder and CEO at Accenture Analytics. And that's a software company that allows fund managers to capture data on their own behavior so they can improve their investment process. And today we're going to talk about using that data to improve your own investment uh, decision making. Welcome, Claire. Thank, Thank you. you for being here. Um, so I've heard you talk about the fact that all professional investors share a fundamental problem, and that is that they're selling skill but being paid for performance. So how can active fund managers maximize their skill? Well, it, it starts by looking in the, the mirror, really, the data mirror, um, and taking your historical trade data and mm -hmm. holdings data and uh, doing math on it to figure out what has worked for you and what hasn't in right. the past. Um, now, that's a sort of simple way of looking at it, and it all depends on the context. So mm -hmm. the next step after that is to consider the context, the market context, right. um, the, the type of investment you were dealing with, what was the intent mm -hmm. behind it. Um, and then, of course, given how much data we're collecting now on mobile devices, right. on, on quantified self and you know, wearable technology devices and mm -hmm. the rest, you could look at it in the context of, where were you? Yeah. How were you feeling? How much sleep did you get? All of that kind yeah. of stuff as well. Now, I'm not saying everybody needs to necessarily do that, but right. as a starting point, you want to go back and look at where you've been mm -hmm. um, so that you can investigate where you need to go. Then the next step is to create a feedback loop mm -hmm. um, where you're taking the data about what you've already learned about your past mm -hmm. and you're uh, alerting yourself when these same patterns are are appearing again uh, in the future um, so that potentially you can avoid making the same mistakes mm -hmm. over and over. Now you're speaking from experience because before you started your firm you were a fund manager for 10 years. Um, so what do you think are the greatest challenges that active fund managers face today? Well I think the, the first challenge is, is a challenge that's existed the whole time which is mm -hmm. that point about uh, being judged on performance when what you're selling is skill. Mm -hmm. And the fact is, is that these are not the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, skill is part of performance, but luck it plays such a large yes. role that it's, it's a problem for everyone involved mm -hmm. that you're not getting paid for what you're, you're actually selling. Right. Um, but more recently, uh, the industry has just got so much more competitive. You've, mm -hmm. you've got this sort of general realization that active managers aren't outperforming index funds, right. and that's a problem. So yes. funds are flowing into index funds. You've mm -hmm. got um, regulators you know, clamping down, adding layers of, of compliance, and basically increasing the cost of doing business. Mm -hmm. And then you've got investors demanding a lot more transparency. Yeah. And all of that just means that, that there's a huge amount of margin pressure. Mm -hmm. So the onus 
becomes you know one for the fund manager around performance. You've got to find ways to get that much more competitive right. about your performance. So one of the questions that I've seen you pose in your slides is, is it game over mm. for human fund managers? And what do you say to that? I think it's not. Mm -hmm. I think it, it is game over for the ones who can't be asked right. to embrace technology and right. up their game. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're serious about competing, yeah. um, it's not game over at all. In fact, it's a perfect time to mm -hmm. soar ahead because you have tools at your disposal right. um, that other people are not paying attention to. Mm -hmm. A bit like the first athletes who started using technology to, to capture uh, data about their training or their right. games or whatever and started analyzing it mm -hmm. and, and you know creating that feedback loop. The fund managers who do that today have the potential to massively outperform, I think. Mm -hmm. How do you avoid behavioral biases in your own investment processes? And was there one particular bias that you felt was more prevalent than others? God, you know, I've looked at, at my own behavior and confirmed some things I already knew right. about myself and found out things that I didn't realize. Um, I think for me, loss aversion is, is a big one, and, mm -hmm. and I'm not the only one who uh, mm -hmm. experiences that. So I do... Um, Note, or I did notice that in my historical data, mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of evidence of, right. of holding on to losers for too long. Okay. Um, and so now I'm a lot more disciplined about um, checking in with my positions on a regular basis, mm -hmm. looking at checklists right. to say, okay, when a stock is behaving like this and I'm starting to get worried, I will go through these three steps. Mm -hmm. And at least giving myself the, the comfort of having been through a proper disciplined process. Right. Um, and that's the same advice I give to, to pretty much everyone. Mm -hmm. It's not actually that hard, but it does take yeah. doing it, yep. not just intending it. Uh -huh. So I'd like to, I guess, shift gears a little for the last question. And we're here today at the uh, Women in Investment Management Conference. Um, I want to know about what were the challenges you faced when you started your own firm? Uh, and what were perhaps the most valuable lessons uh, you would pass on to other women who would like to start their own firms? Well, I think the... the most important thing is to find the intersection between your passion and your skills and your network. Mm -hmm. You know, because starting your own firm is a roller coaster ride, yeah. and there are days when it looks like the world is moving against you and everything mm -hmm. is going wrong. But if you know that you have a competitive advantage right. just by virtue of who you are, yeah. um, because you're more passionate about this, yeah. and you're actually skilled at it, and you know the right people. Right that can get you through quite a lot of the down cycles. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is resilience training. Yes. You know, uh, a lot of athletes go through this, fighter pilots go through it, right. even traders increasingly go through yes. it. But um, it's not something that women have received training in before. Yeah. You know, how do you bounce back from um, losing a lot of money or being disappointed or right. having somebody just come out of the blue and slap you hard. Yes. If you're going to start a company, particularly a, a tech company, you got to learn how to do that. And it is, um, it is learnable. Mm -hmm. You know, it is doable. I've, okay. I've certainly learned how. <laughs> That's a great insight. Thank you, Claire, for joining us. My and pleasure. thank you for watching. Copyright 2015 CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.